You all right? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism and the way my head works. And I stick the videos on the internet in case anyone wants to watch them. Uh, and the audio, in case anyone wants to listen on the podcast stuff. Um, anyway, a lot's gone on this week, and a lot is going on in the world, and I don't want to talk about that right now. Um, maybe I'll talk about it when I've had a bit more time to think about it. I don't want to be too uh, too spontaneous in doing a video about what's going on in Russia and Ukraine at the minute, uh, but I am petrified because they're messing about near nuclear power plants. It's insane. Um, so instead, I've decided to go down a different route and try and do a bit more of a an uplifting video based around what could potentially be just me. Um, but, you know, I've done this before. I've opened up a bit more. I've sort of told you things like, you know, when I did the Dexter video, I said, you know, <laughs> maybe it's just me. Um, and maybe what I want to talk about today is just me too. But um, I'll just give you an update on my week because it's been a disaster. Um, so Monday comes around and I had to go to work. Of course I do. and. I needed to go to Penrith, which is, for, for me, I just have to go north for a long time. I have to go north for about two and a half hours, three hours um, before I get there. And the plan was to do the job there, then get back in the car, travel an hour west, do a stayover, and then do three more jobs the day after, and then travel three and a half, four hours home which is usually how I do my Mondays and Tuesdays, if I can, to try and get the bulk of the work done at the beginning of the week, because that makes sense to me. And if I can do more of it over more hours, then that limits the amount of days I'm away from home. And home is where my pyjamas are, and that's what's important to me. So I get 10 miles away from where I was going, and the car gets an engine warning light. So I instantly hate that <laughs> i was gonna swear but i'm trying not to on these things because you know it's uh there's no reason swear words are just words that fill space when you haven't got the right words isn't it um and i got 10 miles away the engine warning light comes on and i'm i i get really petrified of that because one it's going to cost me money in the end it always does two the biggest thing is I'm away from home anyway, so in my head I'm very methodical, which will all lead on to the topic I want to bang on about, but um, you know, I, I have a one-track mind. If I'm leaving the house for a mission, which is what it is in my head, then I go, complete the mission, return home, and then it's pyjamas, takeaways, you know, puppy cuddles. And if I look scruffier than usual, me and George have been playing tug-of-war all day in the garden. Because I've been off today, Friday today, just so you know. Um, and yeah, so if I look scruffier than usual, and that's probably why. Um, what was he on about? See how quick my mind falls off. Uh, tug of war, car, expensive. There we go, brought it back. So <laughs> um, anyway, long story short, I was 10 miles away, get this engine warning light. So there's me worried because I, I don't want to be away from home. I want to come back. I want to relax. Uh, so I start getting worried, thinking, oh, I've got to find a garage nearby and 
you know, I phoned my garage on the trip and I was like, it's come on. What do I do? Am I all right? Can I get home? And the guy's like, probably not. You might, you're going to need to find a garage. Uh, so I think, all right, well, I'm only 10 miles away. I can get where I'm going. I can find a garage on the phone. I can ask if I can drop it off to have a diagnostic run on it. And then I can, uh, go and do the job and hopefully it'll all li line up, you know, before I get back in the car and go west. But then four and a half miles before I get where I'm going, the traffic comes to a standstill on the motorway and it's just a, it's just a solid block of traffic. And I'm now even more bothered because the guy on the phone said, don't turn your car off because the chances are it won't restart. So I'm sat in traffic at a standstill waiting for this traffic to restart and it's just not restarting. And I'm worried because a car, I can't turn my car off. I need, I need the bathroom and we're not going anywhere. So, you know, the highway code says you can't, or the, the rules say you can't use your phone while your car is on. But I was going nowhere. I wasn't allowed to turn it off, and I want to know why I'm stuck. So, um, you know, the the phone come out. Whether I was in the driver's seat or not, will you know that that's to be disputed at this moment. In case there's someone watching who wants to prosecute me, and um, see that basically there'd been a car fire on the motorway, and you know the I I'm quite near to where it was, so the um, fire appliances are going past, police, ambulance, loads of them. Seven hours later, the traffic starts again. <laughs> so I was already panicked because I was meeting someone and I didn't have their number because for some reason they didn't have it on their work profile. So I was like, oh, no. You know, and I hate letting people down anyway. So it was like, got to find a number. I was emailing people who I knew were associated with this person and they were all off. I emailed my admin person and they were off. It was a night. And in the end, they phoned me half an hour later and were like, where are you? Like, ah, oh, been trying to get in touch with you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm stuck in traffic. And I'm apologizing for being stuck in traffic. It wasn't my fault. You shouldn't apologize if it's not yours to apologize for, but that's the way I feel. I can't help myself. Um, but yeah, so seven more hours sat in this traffic, and then I had to basically go round the roundabout that I was near, which I would have been coming off anyway, and travel three hours back home with a bust car need in the bathroom like you wouldn't believe my earlobes were burning that's how bad i wasn't needing a wee i'd already surpassed the the fullness and the feeling sick and every, ah, honestly i felt disgusting um, i got back realized it was a bit of a trauma because i was wiped out an ordeal um, and i was wiped out i went to bed early the next day you know, sort of getting in touch with the garage. I want to know what's up with the car. And they couldn't see me till Friday, today. Uh, but 10 miles away from my house, my tyre pressure light came on as well. It's like this car is falling to bits. And I certainly don't have the money for a new car. So it was just horrible, a horrible, horrible day. Then I had a horrible week uh, in work. And the only good thing that happened in work is apparently they're setting up a secret group on this work facebook which is called workplace uh for neurodiverse people so i have moaned enough about all my problems with work the way workplace assessment should be and i'll do a video on what i think a workplace assessment should be like and how it should move forward um, because i've got to put my money where my mouth is i can't just moan 
And then um, basically I've I've volunteered myself to the per- person who set the group up and said, look, I've got stories to share. You know, this company let me down. I don't want it to let other people down who are like me. So I'll join this group too. And I will, I'll share stories. I'll share the, I could be sneaky and just rip off the video from here because I've said I've got a YouTube account, but I'm not sharing it because... You know, I slag work off sometimes. And the thing is, I don't slag them off. I'm just telling the truth. But the problem is in this world is if you tell the truth and somebody doesn't like it, then you're wrong. When it's like in a workplace setting, and that's absolutely not how it should be. They should go, you know what, Paul, you're right. That is a failing on our behalf. What should we do to be better? So that's a problem as well. But I've never said who I work for, so that's a little bonus, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I've decided to say, all right, I'll put my money where my mouth is and I'll tell you what I think should happen moving forward. And if I can help, I'll help. And that's just the way I want to be is to help people because it feels nice to help, doesn't it? You know, um, anyway, I I mean, I remember once I helped this person move a television from a, a caravan into a car and, um, they gave me some beer for it. And it was only when they were driving away, I thought. I could have just helped someone rob a house. Might not have even been their caravan, you know what I mean? They might have just... But anyway, got to stop thinking too much. Um, so yeah, that that was the good part of the week was volunteering into that thing. The bad part was my car was broken. I nearly burst with being so full of uh, needing a wee. And then the car comes back today. The garage didn't charge me, which is so nice. I don't know whether it was because I was telling them stories and making them laugh when I went in there. Um, because I had a character on today, which is the whole point of my video, which we'll get to, I promise. Um, but it's basically, I've got something wrong with a certain valve in the car. And when it goes, not if, when it goes, it could be tomorrow, it could be in 10,000 miles, but it is going to go. It's going to cost me just for the valve, not even the, the, the replacement of it. I've got to pay for the time and labor too, but the valve is £740. Mate, I mean, you know, depending on what Putin does, you know, I might not even have a job or a car, you know, if he keeps messing around near these nuclear plants. But, um, yeah, so I've got that to come. So, fantastic. Um, Anyway, so let's get on to my, uh, my daft topic. Now, I don't know if it's just me, but I know I do this. And I never realized until I paid attention to who I was. So I want to talk about choosing your character. And what I mean by that is it's not the same as the mask. You know, the mask that you wear or I wear artistically is so I can blend in. It's so I can break even. It's so I can just be Mr. Average, Mr. Normal not offend, not upset, just to, you know, exist because I'm not allowed to be me outside. I can't be me and attend a meeting. You know, I I, I just have things that make me different in other people's eyes, but it's not a good difference. It's a strange difference. It's a weird difference, odd and it's not good. So that's why I have to mask every single day to blend in. However, I also have characters that I 
am as a person, I will absorb a character. So I will try and explain this. Now, I know I did a video where I talked about connecting with Dexter Morgan, relating to Dexter Morgan, the character from the show Dexter. And I do, I understand what he says. I relate to how he says them. I can connect with the way he acts and the social awkwardness. That's all me. I get it. Same with a fella called Carl Pilkington, for those who don't know who he is. He's another person who's bald from Manchester. You know, and I know it might look like I've got hair, but there's about 12 of them up there. You know, bend down, you can see all the, uh, see all the ground beneath the, uh, <laughs> the grass, so to speak, especially at the back. I've got a solar panel there where hair should be. But Carl Pilkington is just a simple bloke who says it as it is. There's no air, there's no airs and graces, airs <laughs> and graces. And it's just obvious, you know, sometimes you don't need to mess about. The answer is the answer. Now, I connect with both of them on two different levels. You know, Dexter, a character with the social awkwardness, Carl Pilkinson with his very simplistic way of thinking, and how a lot of the world does his head in. Agreed, same, I get that. But that's connecting and that's relating. That is not being a character. So think about it like when you're a kid. And I hope I make sense. I hope other people can understand what I'm saying and it's not just me, but we'll find out. You know, I'm more than willing to be the one where everyone else goes, mm -mm, sorry, Paul, you're well off. <laughs> you know, we, this is one we don't understand. We don't get you on it. But if you think about when, when you're a kid and He-Man was on TV or whatever cartoon was on, whatever age you are, you know, like He-Man used to, you know, whip the sword out, power of Grayskull, I have the power, you know, and he's loving it. Now, when you're a kid, you would go outside and you'd get a stick and you'd be the same. You'd be, you'd think, you'd be acting as if you were He-Man and you'd be there, power of Grayskull, I have the power, and you'd be loving it. <clears throat> and you you would dress up. I, I remember going to school for a fancy dress, dressed like Donatello, you know, from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, you know, while I was in that character, I was sort of acting a bit more Donatello-like. I wasn't acting like Michelangelo, for example. You know, I wasn't just there shouting cowabunga and I want pizza and all that. I was being a bit more logical, you know, as a kid, dressed as a turtle. For as logical as you can be. Um, but that that's when you're a kid, you pretend and it's fun to make believe and you can be whoever you want. You know, people can be princes, princesses, action men, you know, army people, all those sorts of things. And that's just what they've got all those dress up clothes for. Spider-Man, you can be Spider-Man, Iron Man, go for it. When you're a kid, that's normal. But when it's not normal or when it's not spoken about anymore is when you're an adult, especially as old as me. Um, and I know I only look 12. Um, for those of you who just listened to me, that was a joke. I clearly don't look 12. Um, I look like 12, 12-year-olds, 12 you know, added together in age, to be honest. But when you're an adult, being in character is usually seen as a bit, weird like why would a grown-up still make believe why would you still pretend to be someone else why would you go about your life because it's not the same as being a kid when you could pick up a stick on a field with all your mates when they were all doing the same thing and you i have the power 
you know it's it's uh it's different when you're a grown person when you're an adult when you've got responsibilities and there's it's because i think being an adult sometimes there's a word there maturity and you have to be mature you have to talk like it's the oddities that come with maturity like you have to speak with a certain tone a certain accent have your hair a certain way and dress a certain way and have certain hobbies. And people will then go, oh, yes, they're very mature. No, no, you can be mature and still laugh at farts. It, it's, I think for me, maturity is once you've lost your stupidity from inexperience. You know, Because when you are a kid, you are inexperienced. That's, that works in the world of fire. You know, If somebody's under the age of 18, I've still got to consider them as a an inexperienced person. That's what the legalities want from me in my work. But as an adult, it's kind of not spoken about. Um, but adults still pretend. Of course, I'm not talking about the mask. Everybody has a level of masking, whether they're you know, putting on a mask to make people think they've got confidence when really they've got low confidence and that's why they act. And people will try to pretend that they're secure when inside they might be a nervous wreck and full of insecurities that's masking i'm talking about characters so like people in like kiss the band kiss you know they're there with all the makeup on and big big stilettos and sticking tongs out and they're they're a character now i have characters and my characters come from television and I'll try to explain. I'm not going to give you all of them because, I mean, I'm 18 minutes in. feels like I've just started. All right, I will really nail it down to the main ones then. So when I was younger, JD from Scrubs. I would, I enjoyed JD with his silliness, with his daydreaming, because I totally related to the daydreaming. Um, he had a serious job, but he would still have his best friend and he would be fun with his best friend and, you know, it was focused around them more than it was focused around the work, you know, and, and relationships. But there was always that common denominator of his best friend and the fun they would have and the, the differences and the growing and the growing apart. And, you know, at the time I was working away and I lived with my mate Baz. So Baz was Turk, for those of you who know what Scrubs is, um, except Baz is like a six foot four white man. So... You know, not exactly like Turk, but, you know, we had a very good friendship. We had a different connection that nobody understood. And, you know, relationships happen and people go away and life happens and you go to different places or work different roles, but you're trying to keep the friendship together, but things get in the way. And I was more JD because things were more fun and a bit more loose. And I could take that character on and I could make, him laugh, I could make people laugh, I would be a bit more silly. You know, that was more what I focused on when I was younger. But now, I am kind of a mixture of certain people off television. So if you take the show Lie to Me, if you remember that, if you've seen it. So Lie to Me was a show about a, a person who the main character was called Cal Lightman. And it was played by Tim Roth. And he would be, he was a, someone who was an expert in micro expression, but his character, he was, 
you know, quite animated, especially as the seasons went on, he was quite animated. He was a bit, you know, a bit leery. Yeah, he sort of like he used a front of eccentricity, but the reality is that he did pay attention, but he made it seem like he wasn't, and he'd give away a lot of him to make people feel a bit more relaxed around him. And he usually had an end game with the way he acted. So he'd be a bit more, you know, uh, a bit more movement in the face, a bit more hand gestury, and his whatever he did was accentuated in his behaviour. But he could get away with a lot because of it. And I liked that character, so I took that character on. And that helped me because sometimes I, well, not sometimes, a lot of the time I can be quite neurotic. I can be, I can flap over the littlest of things when really I need to relax a bit. So Cal Lightman, in me, I can bring out when I just need a bit more, a bit more fun to something. If I've got to attend something which is usually going to be overly um, serious when it really doesn't need it, I'll burst in as Cal Lightman. And obviously I don't go in in character, I don't speak with a Cockney accent, and I don't pretend I'm an expert at micro-expression. But what I've watched all of the show, I understand his mannerisms, and I become an extension of all the characters. But they are the ex it's sort of like a plug-in, like you get on a computer or a sound software, I have that plug-in for my base level and go, right, well, I'm me. But I, as a person, I, even though I'm masking, I will still feel like I'm anxious and suffering through it. Whereas if I take that plug-in and I become Cal Lightman, a bit like, like a Matrix thing, you know, if I can become that person, I'll be a bit more relaxed and I'll be able to you know, think a bit freer and I become a bit more relaxed in myself and my attitude and it allows me to alter my thought. Um, someone else would be Hannibal Lecter from the series Hannibal um, because Hannibal, obviously not about the killing. Again, I've got to stop picking on people who kill people, but Hannibal is very clean with everything, with the thought process. He speaks very well because he's played by Mads Mikkelsen, who's got a, if that, I'm sure that's his surname, but, you know, he's Danish, and when he speaks English, you know, he's got a, there's a, there's a difference in the voice, and it's, you know, tell me how you feel, Will. You know, he's got this very different, and hopefully, if anyone's seen it, I don't know if that was a good impression or not, but, He's just got this calmness to him. You can tell there's this monster inside, but he's so clean cut. He's so methodical. Everything he says, there is a reason. He's a, you know, he's, he's just got this calm, collected rationale, and he's good at what he does. You know, he's, he's got reasonable problem-solving skills. He's a good ear for people, and he's quite professional with it. And if I need a bit of calm for my rationale, I can channel my inner Hannibal Lecter character. But I don't talk to people with, you know, an English accent with a Danish tinge to it. I don't dress in perfect tailor-made suits and, you know, have my beard straightened and be super clean cut. I don't do the full lot. I take what I need of that character. And it's all about how the character makes you feel. Whereas the mask is about blending in. 
it's about breaking even and that's just what you need to do physically more than it is um you know for, for something on the inside whereas my characters are how i need to absorb on the inside if i know something is going to happen or go wrong or there's something that could go wrong like if i was to have an interview and i was going to go as me i can stick the mask on and i can sit there and i can hope for the best but the reality is i need to be a character who can draw attention who can command an audience someone who can leave silences and people are waiting for me to speak whereas the real me the normal me when i speak and i pause people see that as a window for them to talk about whatever they want and i lose my train of thought as i did at the beginning when i talk about myself <laughs> and i then forget completely what i was on about i then go a little bit deeper on the inside and I don't want to talk as much because somebody has stolen my time. Whereas if I choose my Hannibal Lecter character because I'm presenting different and because I might be very, very still, my body isn't moving. And what I'm saying is very punctuated. It's very, it stops. My sentences might stop more in the middle than they would stop at the end. And then at the end where you'd have a full stop, I carry on speaking. So the actual structure of a sentence becomes different and it commands the audience. And because I'm not being as Cal Lightman and flappy, the only way to take anything from me is what I'm saying, because I'm not moving. I'm giving you clear, concise answers, but I'm doing it in a different method. And that helps me to calm down. Um, a real oh, look at a time. All right. Um, I'll pick on a one more just for the speed of it. Um, I've recently watched Reacher, um, Jack Reacher, like the series off Amazon, I think it was. And he's a calm guy until he gets provoked. And I enjoyed his calmness, I enjoyed his very placid nature with the world going on around him, no matter how crazy it was, it was kind of like, okay, everything can go crazy, but until something actually happens, why would I be worked up? And it was interesting because I just watched it. I thought I'll try this character out when I'm checking into a hotel and I checked into my hotel and the person in front was kicking off about the price of things, the key card not working, it was going crazy and it kept me in the queue for a while. Now, usually I'd be really worked up because I don't like cues. I don't like being this close to people. I don't what, like usually do this. I usually just wait in the car. and But instead, I was just putting myself in Reacher's shoes and sort of saying, if Reacher was stood here right now, none of this would make any difference. So why should it make a difference to me? And I plugged Reacher in and I waited. And sure enough, when it came my time, I walked forward and the lady behind the reception couldn't have been more apologetic. And I was saying, don't you worry, this, it, it couldn't be helped. You, know, don't, you don't need to apologize for things that are not your fault. And um, I, got, you know, I checked in and something went wrong on checking where it said that my meal allowance wasn't on there, which I get from work. And I said, okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll go to the room, I'll read my emails, and I'll find the part where it shows you I have a meal allowance, and then I'll bring it back and you can do what you need to do. Whereas usually I would have been like, 
no, I, I get a meal allowance. It's part of the booking. You know, I, I, so someone's gone wrong somewhere. Can you phone someone, please? Because that's the reason I stay in a premier in it, so I don't have to use my own money. But instead, I kept it cool. I kept it chill. And it helped because me, the neurotic me, the one who overanalyzes everything and goes crazy, I would have lost, I would have created stress and I would have lost calmness in a simple situation. So I need these characters. And I hope you know what I'm on about. But so like, let's say Cal Lightman with his busyness and his hands and his jokey and he's more animated. I can use Cal Lightman when I train people because I can create more of a personality when I'm trying to make serious topics light and tell stories because it's, it makes things a bit better than just sitting there and listening to boring stuff. I can channel my Hannibal Lecter when I've got to do a complex fire risk assessment because I've got to dissect everything and find the logic. And the only way to do that is to be calm and remove emotion because I'm talking about brickwork, I'm talking about systems and functionality. And I can channel Reacher when I need some patience. So it's sometimes not just using one character you can mix your characters but the point is what i'm trying to make i'm never without a character and i can guarantee you if i was to watch some of my videos back if i know i will notice my cal lightman more because my eyebrows will be going and I'll probably move a bit more because he's always readjusting himself you know so uh what i wanted to say is i'm never without a character and i wanted to share that because i'm not just i'm not sure if it's just me or if you do that too. And if you do, let me know. And maybe let me know who your characters are. Until next time, thanks for watching and keep smiling.